0: Welcome to ABW, an audience with... Is that what we're calling this?
1: I think that's what we're calling this. I'm not here yet.
0: You know, I wasn't asking you, I was asking the viewers. Let's wait and anyway. see what they say. <laughs> My name is Chris, I am your host for a brand new series. And as you've probably already guessed now, spoiler alert, i got the fat man with me, uh, Big Danny D. No, actually, that he's a porn star, let's, let's not go there.
1: Daniel how are you sir uh, i'm very good uh christopher with a kicking cur. how Excellent. are you you're looking Perfect. you're looking um tattooed
2: mm-hmm.
1: can confirm
2: uh, i've only been
1: for about what 10 years
0: 20 years i don't know yeah the beard might go soon it's, it's getting a bit puby you know you've look, look at yours it's sort of well set in mine's just a bit all over the shop so yeah that might have to change But, uh, yeah, we're not here to discuss that, are we? So what Mm. is an audience with, I hear you ask, dear listener? Well, maybe you've asked that. Maybe you haven't. Well, it's it's simply uh, a couple of very short one-on-one interviews that i will be conducting over the next uh, week or two we've got uh, some fantastic guests lined up which we'll maybe end the show with so that we can just uh, just wet your whistle a little bit just tease you a little bit but um, in the absence of any good guests i thought i'd do one with danny so that's what we're going to do tonight i'm a guinea pig, uh, <laughs> the, guinea pig the very big rolled round guinea pig but yes what we're going to basically do is uh, I'm going to sit down with various members of ABW and those maybe a little bit outside ABW as well. Just a, a couple of familiar faces in the Arsenal community that uh, you, dear listener, will probably be fully aware of. And if you're not, then you might meet some new people. So it's a little bit of fun. We're going to we're going to talk a little bit of Arsenal. In fact, most of it's going to be around Arsenal because after all. We are an Arsenal podcast, but it's also going to be a little chit-chat. We might get into a, a couple of bits and bobs about um, fallout from the Euros, for example. A little bit of chat about how we got to where we are. So uh, I'm going to start, Danny, by asking you, ABW. Sick of it yet?
1: Yeah? I thought it going to be a longer question than that. <laughs> I know you did. That's right, I thought uh... you are yeah i would be if it wasn't for you lot and the whatsapp groups and all being friends and getting on and having a giggle other than that the rest of it and uh it's been, it's been quite shit not enjoyed it at all uh, last season was the first time that i actually felt how you lot have been feeling after usually doing 10 shows in a row because uh most people you lot all do five six shows in a row then you're going to have a mental breakdown and we don't hear from you for a month i've been doing it for uh, this, this coming up is our ninth season so I managed to do probably eight and a quarter seasons before it sent me mad. So, yeah, it's mainly down to football being rubbish and Arsenal being rubbish and uh, the fake Pep thinking that he's Pep.
0: Mm. Well, I mean we we, we might come onto that in a minute. We've got our views on, on certain things and bits and bobs and that's why the great thing about this these little this little mini series is we're gonna get some very differing views about differing subjects from the Arsenal community over the over the next few episodes. So yeah, we've um for those who might be tuning into this for the first time or well, they may be maybe they've been listening to ABW for a while, but they haven't sort of got the backstory, how long has it been now, Danny? I mean it must it, it's got you've got to be pushing ten years now, surely, haven't you? over that maybe well if
1: you count each year the first time was 2012 first podcast i did and then apw started in 2013 so if you count in actual number of years that we've done a show in 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 next year will be the 10th year but the ninth season and so
0: so inevitably we're going
1: to win the league that year then that's that's how it works isn't it it's my favorite number 10 my all my birthdays all my birthdays? I'm not the queen. My birthday numbers are all multiples of ten, and my favourite player—well, second favourite player—is number ten. Hmm. So you must have been here for what six seasons now?
0: 6 I think seven? it's got to be that. Yeah, I think it's got to be that because uh, yeah, I think I think it maybe is six. You probably got the date somewhere stashed away in a filing cabinet of, of dates and data, but oh, yeah, it's been a while, and and many changing faces. How do you? Because people who don't know you do you do a lot of stuff you don't get a lot of credit for in fairness you do all the behind the scenes work you do all the graphics the uploads the the tweaking the edits and all that jazz how's it changed over the years would you say
1: well in the beginning um i only put stuff on youtube right from the beginning in 2013 i thought i'm gonna put these on youtube no one's gonna watch them i'll just put them there um as a as a kind of storage a backup to somewhere for them to have no one was going to watch them if i look back at the The very first, I was just talking about how many views the hipsters have got. I've got a a Google spreadsheet with when I can update it. Like The very first podcast we did was on the, we did an announcement on the 3rd of June, 2013. But the actual first podcast, July the 11th, my brother's birthday, 2013. 381 people watched that on YouTube. And then another 9,500 people listened to it via iTunes back in the glory days. Then the next one. YouTube got 114, 104, 49. That's much like it is now. <laughs> but then, uh, over the years, I mean, it probably wasn't until maybe 2000, yeah, probably about 2015, um, the fifteen sixteen season, no, 14, 15 season, that's when YouTube started to take off. And, that's been the only real change in how we did it right from the beginning. But the, the the process that we do it we used to use oh what do we use we use Skype and we used to have this thing called a, a separate program called um, Skype to MP3 recorder but then Skype decided to screw people over on that and stop it from working right. and then and then we had to try and use something else and there was something else then there was Google Hangouts and then we'd sometimes record on there just the audio and then have the video just as uh, the video's there. Again, but this was doing the – when I first, we first did him in 2013, there was no video. So it's just audio only. And then now it's, it goes everywhere. Uh, so we record it on here. This is the main place where we get all the audio from. I take it off of here. And then I go and chop it up. at Very, very little editing because you lot are all pros. Um, literally. And I do mean the word literally, boys and girls. I don't mean literally I'm over the moon because I'm not over the moon. So stop using the word literally incorrectly. Um, literally it's uh no heading slap a bit on the beginning slap a bit on the end. on the end uh use levelator to level it all out and then squirt it up itunes done so basically so basically making a podcast is is a saturday night out for john is what you're it saying. is there is Pretty lots much. of um lots of um squirting up, up hmm. the internet so yes
0: I feel like we should probably move on from from that particular. Well, in case subject. I would say
1: in case John listens, but he's uh, he's been let out of his cage now. So uh, oh, he's, he's he's far too busy. He's, he's, roaming, is... the, he's <laughs> roaming the he's roaming the forests and the byways of the like, UK
0: like a wild boar, just uh, charging through various suburbs <laughs> yeah, of
1: Essex. The answer to the question is nothing really much has changed apart from YouTube taking off. And then now nothing's taken off. There's, uh, there's 275,000 Arsenal podcasts out there. And so the whole fan base has been diluted, 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 not diluted, diluted. 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 And so whereas we would get 10,000 people watching and viewing combined, we now get probably 2,000 a show. But I know plenty of people out there that would go, oh, I'd like to have 2,000. But luckily for us, we don't have sponsors. And it's just it wouldn't matter how many we get. We still do it. As we found out recently
0: <laughs> old, yeah very very true that so here's a question then uh, what do you, what do you think like after all your experience and you you've had hundreds of us come through the the guest slots from the very famous to the likes of me you know down down scrabbling around in the dirt what makes a good podcaster like what what do you think makes because we we joke about this don't we but it's not easy is it to talk live in front of basically the world and it's not easy to enunciate things. It's not easy to have a presence. It's not easy to have natural charisma. What's the main things that you think when, we, when you're booking guests? What makes you think that's the person to go for? And what, what kind of things do you think makes a good podcaster?
1: There is a very fine line between how my brain works. My brain thinks something and it comes out of my mouth. Your brain thinks something, then analyzes it, and then it comes out of your mouth and Sometimes. then some people they don't really think about it and they can't analyze it and it, it doesn't come out of their mouth the, the things that i won't have people on if they say basically if they say like as in they and i say to when when the offspring and her mates are here and they go like i go do you mean similar to or that you enjoy and they just look at me blankly in fact i think the oxford english dictionary has now changed the definition of the word like because like the other day like i was going out like and i went like this like no i mean like no, you do any of that shit, you can go away. You're not coming on. Uh, your nose is a new – it used to be at the end of the day, and basically they were the two things that drove me nuts. They've gone now. They've been replaced by a like and, you know, there's some podcasts I listen to that I've had to stop listening. There's one I listen to, and I, I fast-forward whenever one of the blokes on it is talking because it's, you know, you know, you know, you know, don't do that. So once you get past all of my um, little things like that that I don't like people doing, just the ability to not freeze. But that takes so long. Even up until recently, when I used to go on guests, um, guest on other people's shows, up until about three years ago, as a guest, I'd be sitting there going, Ooh, um, uh, not, not panicking, but being a little bit... Oh, this is a bit weird. I'm a guest on somewhere. Whereas with us, lot because we've known each other for so long, we can just all talk. Like after the show we did the other day with you, me, and Josh, I think we spoke for <laughs> we went full uh, Josh door on it, and we spoke for about another hour after the show. And so it's transforming the friends talking without the pressure of a podcast because we don't feel the pressure. Like we never take any notice of the time, and we just all talk. And then the ability to talk without saying um words that's what the like and you know and the basically they're um words if you're gonna have an um don't say it just let your brain have a pause like that and don't put in the um words which luckily none of us do which is and good
0: I, I do it sometimes there is a very very famous clip that you have of me <laughs> from the old days isn't there which is uh, quite the audio <laughs> nightmare maybe you can tack that onto the end of this podcast as an extra it's a wonderful. When I was editing the yeah. show,
1: Chris was going, um, uh, uh, um, ah, um, um, and I took them all out, saved them, and then sent them to him. <laughs> About a minute and 30 seconds. Worth but I do time, find, so. I, it is, but I do find when everybody but me hosts the, starts the show, for the first five minutes, people will do it. Josh does it, Carl does it, John does it a lot. All superb podcasters, but they would all do stuff like that. One thing I do, I forget to breathe. My, my channel always says to me, breathe will you breathe and i go oh and people say to me what's wrong i say i just forgot to breathe they think i'm joking i do i forget to breathe and then i let it all out and when i was doing the shows on my own i was doing the the lone watch i go right and i think oh then i'd apologize for doing it during the show but it just got people just got to be relaxed and have a good um uh rapport with people that's a good word for it mm. so bringing new people in you see how hard it is and when other podcasts there's some people that shouldn't be doing podcasts because not only do they not know what they're talking about
2: like Alice, they, for example,
1: their delivery <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember in podcasting it's been so long but people's delivery i am incredibly harsh on other people's podcasts and the only person i moan to it about is mike from the goodness podcast because he is quite possibly the worst podcast of the world has ever known so uh, I have a little moan about that, but yeah, the ability to not worry about what you're saying to a certain degree. Don't try not to swear. Don't use the c the, the the c word. Try not if you can get away with everything, but don't really don't use the c word unless you really have to. Then uh, we've cleaned up. We cleaned right.
0: up our act, haven't we? We've tried to be a bit more. Uh, we've tried to be a little bit more family friendly, haven't we recently? And
1: yeah, you go back bit and bit listen bit. to some of the the old stuff with oh. me and Gimli. Wow, yeah, that was a those, potty those potty those a nonsense
0: yes yes so what you're saying is um like basically uh literally cool so there you go
1: would you, would you would to agree think. with that i would, would you have to what makes a decent podcaster because we both listen to an absolute load of other podcasts i've been asked i've listened yeah. to three today i was listening to the late joe rogan one then i was listening to the retro man cave Mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I was listening to Ben Shapiro who's beginning to get on my nerves so that's three and I've only I've only been up since three
2: well, the last podcast I listened
0: to uh, as I wandered to Morrison's to get my groceries this evening is yeah. a podcast called uh, I've just done it there, Horror Movie Talk they're called Horror Movie Talk, they're on Acast the two guys <laughs> who just uh, they review movies, mostly horror movies obviously as the title would suggest new releases and old ones and they just kind of there's a little bit of humour in it, some clips spliced in, but they do a review, very entertaining. So Good. what what makes me listen to a podcast? Like you, I think when you I think when you've done it yourself, you become a bit of you you kind of become the podcast police, don't you? Mm-hmm. When you when you do it yourself, you look out for things and you hear things on podcasts and you go, "Hang on a minute, that's not." Do you know what I mean? And, and like you, you've turned me in into into a, an audio nazi uh, i mean i am i am the worst for this now if, if any podcast has got any rustling
1: or lots saying of as i'm looking for something in my bag at the side of my chair i'm trying to find the nail file i
0: mean that's fine because
1: we can't hear it
0: so that's fine and Not don't get good. me wrong you might hear the odd you might hear the odd ding or bell i mean sometimes i forget to mute my phone but if you're getting that all the way through a podcast something else i can't stand you know people doing podcasts on their phone in their car or you know it's like no if you haven't got the time to commit to it just don't do it do it at a time you can commit to it in an environment that works but i just think that it is an art form and it's something that everyone just assumes because anyone literally anyone can create a podcast now in seconds on their phone everyone fancies themselves as a podcaster we're not professionals i mean i'm definitely not but what we are is is experienced And we've grown that experience over a number of years. And I was a terrible host, for example, back in the day. I still remember... I wouldn't say terrible. Well, bog average. But some of those first radio shows were were a bit rough. But over the years, I've kind of found my own niche and Mm. obviously host the French Weekly pod as well now and different personalities. Like, I would host that show very differently to how I'd host ABW because of the personalities I'm working with and the experience levels I'm working with. So, and I think the other...
1: Do you find you won't listen to certain accents? I love conspiracy. There is a mm. podcast called The Conspiracy Guys. They're all Irish. My family yeah. are Irish. I cannot listen to those going on in a horrible Irish accent. I mean, some mm. Irish accents are good. Owen's one, Ian, Owen, Ian, whatever his name is. I can never remember. His one's okay, although he does get some words wrong. But uh, I can't listen to some accents but the odd thing is, that with the conspiracy guys, one of the Irish blokes does a really good American accent. And I think, why don't you just do the entire show in that accent? Then people would know well, what the hell you're on about. It's like when I hear um, people doing uh, doing accents, um, comedians and people doing accents, I'm thinking, you, you're, you're a dirty northern monkey and you've just done a really good English accent. Why not do that? Why would you pick to your accent that you've got at the moment rather than... <laughs> but it, de- it depends.
0: <laughs> I suppose it depends how comfortable we are because I, I, I'm somebody who can do accents, but
1: yes, there's certain, Very good there's,
0: ones. there's certain things you slip up on, and there's certain phrases you can do. Like if you said to me now so it's so a transition so if i wanted to sound a little bit like Dawn, i'd kind of talk like that like for a little while you know mate like i just kind of slide into australia and don't even think about it likely it's just like perfectly natural but you sound you like cripsy. Me, yeah cripsy. <laughs> but if you wanted me to like do a whole podcast like that i'd struggle because there's certain phrases that work scottish is another brilliant one well if i if i was to say it to you if i was to see you i'm gonna talk in Scottish, the whole podcast, I could do it like that, no problem. whatsoever. No, no other part? No, bother, it's fine. But if you get me to change the sentence and come up with something completely different, <laughs> you're gonna be it's kind of It's going, it's going to go into something else, like Johnny like that. You know, you just sort of slide into it, like that, you know, just kind of sliding the jolly like that. So it's kind of hard to switch. So I, I'm in, I'm in awe of the comedians that can literally just switch it, like these, the guy who does the. The footballers, the guy does Mourinho impression. Like he's really good, because to switch seamlessly between accents is really difficult. Who is the one so, we had on? He he did Big Brother. We died, had like. we had oh yes.
1: I follow him have? on follow him on Twitter. I can't I remember his name? He's fantastic. He's done these couple of his own shows, but his one, oh. he did the Benger one, and yeah, really oh, flawless. I, oh, I, I keep think thinking it's Paul Stamets, but it's not. That's a mushroom guy. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke. Kempner. Um, yeah, hey, you you are you watching,
0: Luke. Hello. No, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, I'm sure he's not. He's no. not.
1: The only yeah. accent I can do is I, My mum doesn't like being called mother, and I go hello mother, and then I go don't call me mother. George,
0: that's a, you. Sounded like the Irish dude who the the um the guy who takes the mech out of the Irish accent. The guy who sits in his car and does the videos. I can't remember
1: his name. But oh yes, he's doing the yeah, you know the guy. Oh, his last video was brilliant. It Even was. though hundreds of years of occupation and hundreds of years of slaughtering my people, good luck to you. Even though you invaded our country and took
0: all of our jobs, we don't mind at all. <laughs> yeah. Superb. But to answer your original question before I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, if we can show, remember that far back. Do the, the the, you know, the only one that gets me, and you hit the nail on the head... And, and I'm sorry, it, I don't mean this to sound sexist because it's not meant to be. And in fact, it's not just women. But American women I do struggle with a lot. Um, well, it depends I, on
1: whether they're from the East Coast or the West Coast. If they're from the West Coast... <laughs> well,
0: well, you know, it's not even it's not even the dialect. It, it's just the... it's the, Like you say, it's the light like culture. And you do get it with guys as well, but I find it more with women. And if they've got like very high-pitched voice like mine, it can get quite mm. annoying, and there's a lot of likes and... I never forget uh, – I used to have a, a massive thing when I was growing up for Kat Von D, the tattooist. Oh, she's a cheeky monkey. She is. But if she said like to me twice while I was on <laughs> top, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. I'm like, you sort yourself <laughs> out, love. I can't deal with this anymore. Because every other word was like. And it's just – so anything that's really high-pitched and with all of those kind of buzzwords, and like, or when you get like a – and again, this is going to sound sexist, I apologise – but a gaggle of women together just chirping over each other, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Accents in the US, like no problem. Like I love a strong, like a Boston accent, like yeah, you know, a wake of a Boston, like I or New York, quite, even better. I mean, New, I quite I like, it,
1: like the Southern accent on women. It's something quite sexy. Plus, quite they Amer- swear a lot.
0: American Southern.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, Bristol okay. accent for um, your area is my favourite one. For, Hello for there, women. my lover. That's, oh,
0: don't.
1: <laughs> Especially if they're a bit chubby and they're ginger. If you're watching, love, I'm, I've still oh, got another good 40 years left in me. You'd, you'd fit
0: in in Plymouth a the tree. There's all sorts you get down here. Too but really
1: for the likes of me.
0: But I don't – I the, the, no, most podcasts, I just – the ones I look out for, the ones I enjoy are ones that are well, well informed, have got some knowledge, don't – you know, are able to talk freely, are able to interact – you can tell a podcast that doesn't have chemistry instantly, straight away, you'd be like, These two guys have nothing in common or they have no interest in each other. You listen to the podfather himself, James Richardson. Guy just the guy just has instant chemistry with every guest because he's just the most fantastic Likeable. human being alive. Wonderful. I, I'm not a huge fan of his, but Gary Linnick is the same. Instant nope. chemistry with every guest. I'd have him hey. shot
1: into into the moon. You but might not was... like
0: him, but he's a very good presenter and, and People like that have that ability to just capture the the guest and and bring them along on a journey with them. But if you get some podcasts where you know, like sometimes they'll cut to a person and say, "Oh, what do you think of this player?" For example, in football, and, and you just know they're making it out. They'll be like, "Well, you know, he's this, he's that, he does this." You like, you've never seen him play. Just, just, just be honest and say so you've never seen the guy play. You've only watched YouTube and you've got no clue. And and I hate to say it, but who cares? They're not going to be listening. The Athletic. Are criminal at this. They've got so many good writers.
1: Just because you're a writer doesn't mean you're a podcaster. Exactly.
0: And also, they've got a lot of very good writers who only know about one subject and you ask them about something else and they haven't got a clue. Uh, but, you know, they get paid very well for it. So, fair play to them because we don't get paid. So, you know, but I'm not all. jealous. You're jealous. But, you know,
1: I have been mightily impressed with some people that have come on the podcasting scene recently. You've got Albert, who does. Uh, I can't remember the name of his channel, but everyone will know who he is. Mike um, Hernan- Hertz, Hernandez, um, J- Jared, um, the Bearded Gooner. Um, not including Owen in this because the boy's travel. But you hear then there's probably some other ones as well. The new bloke you've got the hipsters. The first time I heard him, I thought, he's obviously been podcasting for years. And it was his first go, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we so, literally plucked him out of a tweet and we gave him a chance. Yep. Yeah, yeah and then uh, where you get other people like uh, Josh Ellis and Carl that, that that are still struggling five years later. It's, uh, it's a terrible, is we it? have
0: to work with. It's just like, you know, you
1: can't go... I mean, to
0: be fair, Carl can't even turn the electricity on in London every day, so he's never no. going to podcast properly, is he? But, no, I mean, we, we all know that Fermi is the elite one of the group. So, um, you know... Yeah, it's Fermi great, and, and, and followed by Rich. Yeah, exactly. We're going
1: to add Nick in here. Oh, just, just in case nick's listening um, well, nick
0: like nick uh, nick sort of rounds up the the reprobates like he's like yeah. the uh he's the the sergeant major to our our scallywags he rounds them all up keeps all in check so.
1: one of the most natural i've ever worked with is og mm-hmm. his knowledge is impeccable and he's uh, that's that's jeff and holland friend and Funden, dun, dun, dun dun in canada land um, one mentioned. of the most natural. He's just out, he never stutters, never falters. Everything he does with it, just the man's just a perfection.
0: He has a degree um, in, 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 uh, in um,
1: goodness,
0: out in myself, now. Marketing, marketing, and, um, and uh, is it economics? I'm sure he's, 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 he's probably
1: got a load of degree. degrees. He
0: has a marketing degree. He, the man is so intelligent. The man is just a god amongst men. I mean, it's,
1: it's just so awesome. many, so yeah. many brilliant ones over the years, like Dom and Raj. And uh Shredder occasionally he was good when he wasn't too angry. That bloke
0: um, called
1: Jeff Arsenal, he he was quite good once upon a time, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's always been good. It's uh yeah. I mean FK yeah. Smooth sm- Voice. He certainly has the Latte firm. Yes.
0: Indeed. So there's
1: there's plenty of people out there, but there's always new ones coming up and then it's uh I was saying on the last show that like the the bruised banana pod, it's really good when you uh you can start It's so rare now do you get a podcast where it's, it's audio only
2: mm, and they,
1: they stick with that they, they go old school old school within it. it's good when you get to know people's names who mm. who people are by just listening to them yeah that's, that's,
0: and, that's and, a good sign. and i also think to, to sum up podcasts as well any podcast that you look forward to the, the day it comes out like i always know monday morning football weekly totally football show ask blog They're my three. I know I've got the rest of the day sorted out. I'm happy because whatever happens, I've got those three to listen to. And every evening I've got BBC's Football Daily, for example. There's always something to fall back on. You always know they're coming out, and you know the day they come out, and you know you're going to look forward to them. So that's the sign of a a good podcast. So, yeah, anybody
1: to a podcast that I listened to they They don't, they're not Arsenal fans. They all hate football. And they did a questionnaire and I filled out the questionnaire and they said, is there any, um, any comments for the show? I said, could you do a version where you've cut out all of X speaking? And then I sent it. Oh, god! but they know he's shit. They don't even let him do the interviews.
0: Yeah, but you, they,
1: he he'll see it. That. He's a, you know, um, like merchant. Constantly. You, you, Once he starts saying literally, that's it, I'm gone. You wouldn't, it. you
0: wouldn't be very good in customer service telling somebody that they had a health problem, would you? You'd be, you'd be like, you stink, go and have a wash. You wouldn't yeah. be able to diplomatically, quietly do it, would you? No. I've well, got
1: to touch the Asperger's, haven't I? It's like Asperger's, but <laughs> Asperger's. This is why I have no ability just to... Straight from my brain to my mouth, there's no filter in between it. And a lot right, of the time, because I'm cute well, and cuddly, I get away with it. Good job, really. Good job. Hmm.
0: Well, that's the... Um, that's the podcasting uh, life, I guess, if you will, the life and times of podcasting. We wanted to just throw that in because, you know, I think people sometimes people are interested by what we do and how we put it together and, and all of that. So if you're not, then we've just taken 27 minutes of your life. Sorry about that. Like There's that. Not much you <laughs> can do about it. You can play us in like double speed, though, so it goes through quicker. So that's just a heads up.
1: God, we're but both sounding even more high pitched than we already do.
0: Oh, God. Even OG's be, appeared. He put <laughs> yeah can you imagine sometimes i do that just for shits and giggles or if you play it really slowly it sounds like everyone's hammered it's brilliant yeah do that
1: with me. mine i might sound more manly <laughs> yeah. well
0: yeah m- probably more for me that would, would be useful for that but anyway we move on so we we did want to we wanted to talk a little bit of arsenal didn't we so that the whole premise of these mini pods is going to be like a little bit of tittle tattle and waffle and then a little bit of arsenal to to round it off so uh, let's let's delve into the uh, the dark murky world of arsenal so at time of recording this we're probably going to put these mini pods out there might even be as many as two or three a week you know, it just depends how many i can record so there's going to be no schedule for these they're just going to come out as and when so we're recording this on thursday the 15th of july and uh, we played Hibernian in the day didn't we danny in a friendly we lost 2-1 Cool.
1: Well, we let's say we played in the loosest sense of the term yeah
0: yeah, well, I didn't pay the seven ninety nine for it because why would you? It's pre season. The the Twitter sphere kind of lost their collective marbles over. Really, over a I find pre-season. that hard to believe. I know the fans going off off the deep end. That doesn't ever happen. But no. I guess my question to you is: I mean, do you care? Do, 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 does the result matter to you? It doesn't really to me. I, I mean, it, I did have a little poke fun at, on Twitter, but it doesn't really bother
2: me.
1: I think um, Kinos for She War did a, a blog saying, uh, You think we're having a bad preseason now? How about this preseason? We lost to Peterborough. We drew to Barnet. Yaya Toure he had a run out and was <laughs> awful. Then we went to Austria and did rubbish over there. Oh, by the way, that was the season we did the Invincibles. Oh, we only bought one player, Jens Lehmann. Yes, we
0: did, yeah.
1: I think he yeah, ended up with get a great people. It's meaningless. But you can see some of the players. It, looked, it Hector Bellow, and I watched the whole game. Me, Carl, and John watched it. Um, can't tell you how we watched it, but we did. And uh, I'm just thinking it was and He was running like a, a man who just put his back out. He's a terrible runner at the best of times, but down the right-hand side, it was absolutely rubbish. And then Pepe missed a penalty, and, and Hong Kong Quo made his debut and uh, decided to try and score. And <laughs> tried and decided to ninja kick the ball and completely missed it. The ball went past him, and the bloke went, do you mind if I put that in? You don't mind? Oh, I'm going to do it anyway. It was It was terrible. But it's not about winning, is it? It's about going out there and getting, uh, like the people like to say, a few minutes under your belt.
2: Well, I
0: mean, speaking of under your belt, uh, I think
1: it's fair to say that that a certain Brazilian chap by the name of
0: William probably put a few pies (laughs) under his belt this summer. Uh, There's been a few interesting pictures that have gone around the internet about him. I think Mm. it's a little bit harsh in that sometimes you can just be caught at unflattering angles, you and I would know. And it maybe makes you look a little bit plumper than maybe you are. And I, he's i I'm sure he's in decent shape, but I would say he did. He did look a bit on the slow, cumbersome side. Is this a man who's sort of just waiting for his inevitable move to to the MLS? Yes. And you know, I mean, or do you, or do I mean, are we, are we going to keep him? I mean, the longer this goes, <laughs> is it him and Kalasenat? Are they just going to be like? Hanging around for a season,
1: just kind of cleaning the boots or something. Well, I think um, Tif might have been Tifo or someone on YouTube did a um, what Arsenal should get for their their attacking midfielder. And I think this show ended with going on about the stats for completed passes in the last half, the passes that led to goals, and Pepe was ahead in most of them, but second place or first place in most of them was Willian. I just think we just don't don't give him any time because he's ex Chelsea and because he's getting paid an absolute fortune and because he hasn't done anything for us, not even ten percent for us what he did for Chelsea. And a lot of that was dead balls and penalties, well they're the same things, free kicks and all that malarkey. The bloke was on a on a loser the moment he signed on that paper. Whoever advised him to come here, apart from his bank manager, he needs to have a word with him. But I think Nick put in our group that William looked fat. For Chelsea in 2014 or something pre-season or 16 yeah. and he got a load of grief for it so when for a player you can lose you can lose four or five pounds a day if you want well, to. that's
0: that's the thing isn't it I've just drop the keyboard that's the thing isn't Oops. it when you're when you're a professional athlete and you're on millions of pounds and you can afford to have the best personal trainers not only the in your the home doctoring. but you, yeah, <laughs> good old Samir, and you can have the very best coaches. You know, Arsenal media wouldn't have wouldn't have skipped over that that image. I'm sure they they will have known before the player went out if he's carrying a bit of timber. I mean, you know, Lacazette carries a bit on the old thigh sometimes, and and the the ass area. I think uh, a few of our other players have, have got that. Luke Shaw had it for years, didn't he? And he's turned out all right. So
1: he's not doing too bad.
0: No, so I I do think it's a bit of a red herring. But the problem you've got when a photo like that comes out is that if a player is already unpopular, that just kind of seals yeah. the deal, doesn't it? It's like, well, you know, he's, he's already Yeah, Kieran Tierney, if you flip it around <laughs> on the other side, has cut short his, uh, He
1: could turn his, up ca- looking like Rab C. Nesbitt and he'd still be cheered.
0: Well, that's, that's the best bit. It, it said that, um, the, the, the line from Arsenal was Kieran Tierney's cut short his, his summer break to return to training early. And I just, I can imagine it's like, yeah, Kieran Tierney was probably sat in his back garden somewhere in <laughs> Aberdeen. That's his summer break. Like I, don't, I doubt whether the man has ever left the country to go anywhere abroad. Like he just looks like your archetypal classic Scotsman. But um, but fair play to him, you know he's back in. We've got uh, the Smith as he's now obviously going to be known. Like he's, he's ESR. back in training. Yes, yeah, Death Row Records. We, uh, as you said, we saw Pepe. We saw like is that I thought looked quite sprightly ahead of
1: potentially did. a
2: one-year
1: deal. He went full Pele and ran into the ball. Well, full Pele, Michael Owen, whichever one you want to put it. He mm-hmm. ran into the box and zigzagged around three or four players. Looked really good.
0: Yeah, he looked, he looked quite sharp. He looked like a man who was playing for a new deal, potentially. So,
1: yeah,
0: that's good. Uh, Bambi Yang's got slightly questionable hair once again, although not as bad as the leaked image of Neymar's new hair do today. That's that's quite something. It's very Heather Small from M People. If you haven't seen that, it's it's very bizarre, but uh, she had a yeah, voice. well, yeah, she did, but he still does.
1: What a time! Did you know the in. The reporter on the beach in Jaws was the bloke who wrote the book.
0: Peter Benchley. Yes. Yeah, I did. You knew
1: that I was did. him in the film. I did. Can't. Only because
0: I'm a massive Jaws square. It's my second yeah. favourite film of all time, so I should know like that, shouldn't
1: I? And what's your first? Alien.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mine's Love Actually and Days of Thunder. Oh,
0: for the love of Christ. I've, I've watched, just set I'm...
1: up a letterbox. I've watched 74 films this year.
0: And i know
1: I've you've got all one in the whatsapp group yeah no not all of them i've got a, a letterbox if anybody wants to uh, find me on letterbox the underscore gfp no danny underscore the underscore gfp i've listed I, all my films and i've rated them
0: i never even knew such a website existed so i'm gonna have yeah, to you just to make
1: lists or so you can put every film you've watched and date and rating and a little pre-review of it i don't do reviews
0: I've got every single cinema stub since I went to uh, the last first film I went to in or since every film I've gone to since 2012. I've got a cinema stub for That's a bit Do you even big.
1: get them anymore?
0: You can print out your tickets when you turn up on the arrival. So, yeah, I saw I've seen two films actually. This, the this Quiet is why there's two. This is why this show, by the way, is called uh, an audience with or or uh, in Dis- in conversation with because it's just going to go from here to there in 30 seconds. Which is it?
1: In rest. conversation with or an audience with? I think I prefer in conversation with, actually. Okay.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll go with that. Yeah. See, ever changing universe. <laughs> but yes, I, I did see a quiet place too. That was very good. And I saw The Conjuring Devil made me do it the other night. And that was also quite good.
1: I must You couldn't me. pay me to see that. You, first of all, you couldn't pay me to go to a cinema. Did you have to mask up? To you? I suppose you did the whole time, didn't you?
0: No, you can take them off when you're, when you're seated. Have you? So, yeah, Excellent. and as of next week, we might not need to have to wear them at all. So you know. Yeah,
1: so. I'm going to lock myself in. All them dirty fuckers everywhere breathing on me. I ain't having it. And I'm in the co-op getting me chicken and sweet corn sandwich.
0: Well, it's a good time for uh, for films at the moment because there's a lot coming out because they're all delayed for, for the lockdown. We, so, um, do
1: you intend to watch Black Widow? I turned that shit oh. off.
0: God, no. I I don't do the Marvel or Avengers.
1: Absolute tripe.
0: No interest in that stuff at all, to be honest. But I am excited by the new Alien TV show that's being filmed for Hulu, is it? I think so. Never heard of it. got a new season of Dexter coming out. I'm quite keen to see that. Yes. Um, Because it obviously ended badly, so I'm hoping they do a good job with that. Hopefully
1: they go back to the end of Series 7 and then forget 8 ever happened much like the last series of, Lord of the, Game of Thrones Game of the Lord of the Thrones Game of the you know Lord of the Flies of the that's yeah.
0: the only yeah. thing I hope for with Dexter is that they bring his sister back
1: who he's oh, married Lord. to in real life
0: well he was I think they divorced now
1: oh for fuck's sake I only she's, just got used to it
0: she's, some, she's, she's a good looking lady no just she's not it. she's got
1: odd, odd shaped ears that's a no no uh,
0: I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't know what to say She is one
1: of them people, honestly. You go and get a picture of her face on like that, and then you can tell, this is a fact, you can tell if you like people. Get a photo of your face, then split it down the middle with the photo app, and then put the two lefts together and the two rights again. If you still look like the same person, you've got a face people like. My face looks almost identical. Hers would look like two completely different people. With a, is, one squinty eye. look pirate. This is a glimpse into the, the crazy world of
0: Danny's head dear listener if you if you haven't heard this podcast you've missed out because this is gold i mean we are delving deep into the it's a psychological thing people
1: who have symmetrical faces are more loved i mean mine's only symmetrical because i'm so fat
0: well mine is definitely not symmetrical i've got one eyebrow higher than the other i've got a forehead that slopes i've got it's all over the shop what a mess what a mess Mm -hmm.
1: i've actually done it and after the show i'm going to share it with you and you're going to go they both look like you
0: Okay, all right. Well, there you are, listeners. I'll I'll report back when I've seen this video. <laughs> Let's go back to Arsenal then. So, oh
1: god, i to avoid I, it. I know. I know. We had what lovely brief, weather we're having.
0: We had a, a, a brief respite, didn't we? So today, there's been some more movement. There's some mm. discussion about Joe Willett going out on loan because we like to just loan all of our players, which is which is yeah. great news. I'm uh, not really in favour of this one. Are you? Are you? Are you in favour of it or? Would you sell him or would you actually use him? Because I would quite like to see him part of the squad myself.
1: We look. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you look at the goals that he scored last season and who they were against and the positions he was playing. He can play out on the right on the right as a kind of Ray Parler, not as a kind of um, not as a not like a Pepe on the right, mm. but more of a Ray Parlour. We can cut the right a little bit, but he's mainly a right sided midfielder or central central midfielder. But all those goals he scored, they were against decent teams that were doing well in the league. And what are we well, looking for at the moment? yeah. But Yeah. That's exactly what we're looking for at the moment. And mm-hmm. like like FK said, if I hear another person say we're working on a loan deal, um, FK gets really wound up when it looks like Bellerin might go into Milan on loan after they've just made lapsuit fortune-selling players. With a, a possible agreement to possibly buy him if things possibly look right, which they won't. They'll have him for a season and send him straight back, broke, even more broken than already. But I like Willock. Willock is part of the Hale End group, and if they've got all your mates playing together, the whole team is going to work. And at least have him there as a to come in and play some games. If we don't, if we don't get another uh, number eight, eight ten kind of player, he can yeah. do that. And then have him there as a backup to this other player, or just give him a chance because the transfer window doesn't close until first of September, probably.
2: Yeah, thirty first of August.
1: Yeah. yeah, so we'll have a run of maybe three or four games. Let's see what he can do in those games. But you know, Arteta, he's so pig-headed. If he hasn't, if he, if he, like with Reese Nelson, what has he ever done? Absolutely nothing wrong. And then Arteta's gone, no. Saliba, no. Guendouzi, no. All these really talented young men, and I include Willock in there, he should be staying at the club or should be sold. But a loan doesn't help us. It's not like he's on a lot of money. It's not mm-hmm. like when we tried to get rid of um, Kalasnitz, where he's on 180 grand a week. So Shuttle, I think I might have said that right. Um, so they paid half and then he took a 50% pay cut. I think that was mm. it. And yeah. then... Uh, like that, where it's actually helped us out financially, we look it's probably only on about I say only bless him, he's only on about forty grand a week possibly. Mm. So it's not doing it financially. So either sell him or play him, but don't loan him again. It's doing no one any favors. Yeah, and no, he's I, homegrown, I, I, so he's not going to count as a an, an extra spot that he's taking off of anyone else, is he? Well, that's my other issue that the Chelsea
0: have sold the young lad who's been on loan at Swansea. This uh, this centre back whose name I can't pronounce, um, Guay, is it? I think it's uh, he was on loan at Swansea and was brilliant in the Championship. Don't Never played a game for
1: Chelsea.
0: Uh, he he's gone no, and he's gone to Crystal Palace under Patrick Vieira. It's going to cost him twenty million. Yeah, Joe Willock, who scored seven goals in seven games at the back end of last season, was brilliant for Newcastle and we can barely scratch 15 million bid together for him. So exactly. we have to send him on loan. It just, it's like, not okay. the
1: usual thing of of <laughs> the, the Mustafi, the Kalasnic, Notice I'm not St- that, uh, Mustafis and Kalasniches, the Ozil's. Stop pluralizing players' names, you scumbags. <laughs> unless you've got two players. Unless you're, unless you're a Southampton fan for the 1980s and you've got the Wallaces. Then you can pluralize yeah. people's names because they had three of them. Uh, so yeah, so it's not like with all those players where we had to get rid of them all because of the wages they're on. I mean, what's mm. forty grand a week to a team like Arsenal? Bugger all. Yeah, was well, a used team coach. Uh, a used team uh, players' wages these days, isn't it? But
2: Back yeah, in the day, it I, I, yeah,
0: I would agree. And shortly before we came on air this evening, William Saliba's loan to Marseille was confirmed. So he's taking up taking a step up to a superior league for next season, naturally. But uh, all jokes aside, he's 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 kind of divided the fan base in half hasn't he you've got the, the people on my side saying why are we spending 50 million pounds on an albeit very talented ben white when we've spent not far off that on a, an equally talented player of a similar age profile who could come in and sure might make a few mistakes but probably no no more mistakes than ben white might make for example and we've just treated this guy pretty abysmally i think and no matter what anyone says or tries to justify I'm just not buying it I've heard enough from from the French side to suggest to me that Arsenal have just not treated this kid very well at all and have led him up the garden path and, and are clearly not invested in his future I saw uh, uh wording in the in the departure today sort of saying oh we feel that it would be in, in William's best interest to get regular first team football again next season it's just such a it's such a generic line, isn't it? You know, it's 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 such a wishy-washy. We're not really committing either way, but we'll get in some games. We'll see how it goes. I just, the whole move is just, uh, kind of stinks, doesn't really, doesn't it? And this is the same Edu, who's clearly still friends with Raul Sanlehi, who, you know, was allegedly uh, had his finger in the till with that particular deal. Well, Edu is still right. He his entire, entire
1: legs family. in the till. He was, yeah. he was chin deep in the till. He
0: was very much. But, you know, what agents aren't a little bit, a uh, little bit wee, a little bit woo, a little bit... Or oh, Nick, anything I will. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I know I the just, 1980s, if you're watching.
0: Oh, yes, the fast show. You can't beat it. Oh, mm. Nick, anything I will. I'm a little bit dodgy, I geezer. Anyway, yeah, I just think it's just a bit of a weird deal for me. I, I think he'll do well at Marseille. I think, I think he'll be fine there. And then ultimately, we'll probably sell him at uh, a massive loss because we're never going to get the twenty-seven million unless he turns Marseille into a championship-winning team. Which, I mean, it—I would say it's very unlikely. Even with a, a reassembled Marseille squad and a good manager, I can't see them overhauling PSG or Lille or Lyon next season. So, I guess we'll see. But do, do, do you have a, Do you sit on one side of the fence on the Saliba deal, or are you kind of just a bit sick of it all now?
1: I don't know enough to have an opinion. I just, I just copy whatever you say. So, uh, but the only thing you've got going for him is he's only twenty, and he's yeah. had a couple of decent loans. I watched him a few times for Nice last season. I regularly did the loan report on him. And when you've got a centre back that's making a hundred plus passes a game, you think, and so is his centre back partner, and so is the bloke in defensive midfield ahead of them.
0: Mm-hmm. You think, wow, yeah. that's exactly yeah, the kind of
1: player that we'd need.
0: Um Lise Malou, who is off to Norwich in front of them, sat in front of the big, in front of the back four. And uh, Jean-Claude Todibo, his partner, who is also only 21, partnered him at the back. So, yeah, I agree. I agree uh,
1: with you. But I, I guess just, I don't trust Edu and I don't trust Arteta
2: hmm.
1: in so well, much e- stuff.
0: Let's expand on that then, because we'll we'll have plenty more to talk about in pre-season when we do a couple more of these shows with other guests as well. So I won't use up all of the, the content on one show, so so you're I guess we're kind of similar in that we we have our reservations don't we you know it's I I think we do we both agree that we'd like him to succeed can we agree we we agree on that yeah so I loved him as a player and there's a famous quote that Jason made famous for years where I would say he'd do a job against West Brom and that didn't end too well for me but um he was a consistent 7 or 8 out of 10 midfielder. He came in at a time where we were really struggling in that that area. He w- became a loyal servant. He was the captain of the club. And he's obviously whatever you think he's obviously a very good coach. I don't think any of us deny that. I think we all I think we're all pretty agreed on that. I'm just it's the man management side for me and it's the because of the lack of experience that's what worries me. It's, the, it's that ability to manage at the very top level to manage very big egos, not just in older players, but younger players. And and the ability to learn from mistakes, because we did see a lot last season, albeit a season we finished well. We There was times in that season last year where we just seemed to be banging our heads against the same brick wall over and over again. And it wasn't a side we'd seen from him this previous season when he'd, you know, really managed brilliantly in those water breaks and, and changed things around. Last season, it seemed to go backwards Where does your doubt come in? Like, what is it? What's your concerns about his management style at the moment?
1: I I love a good analogy, especially ones that don't make sense. And for me, Arteta is the new kid in the skate park riding his BMX, trying to do wheelies and ride no handed and doing bunny hops when he's got no idea what he's doing. And and 90% of the time he falls off his bike, breaks his arm, and then comes back and tries it again. And you've got that thing where you've got a young manager who comes in and goes, right. Some of you may have known me as a player, Mesut Ozil. I'm now the boss. You do as you're told, which is always a very... Like with you lot. I never tell you lot what to do, although my name is above the door ABW. In fact, I get bullied more than anyone else that are there because you can't have someone going, people are the same as me. Uh, I'm now in charge. You do what you're told or you're out the door. There's too much of that. Too much of the... As a Man City fan, I would want Pep's head on a plate. They have spent trillions... They spent more money on that club than NASA have spent in their entire existence to try and win the Champions League. Got the Champions League and went, lads, I've reinvented football. Watch this. It's going to go, oh, we've lost it. Man City should have won the Champions League, but Pep's a moron by by doing stuff like that. He could have left it alone and done what he's done all season. He he should have gone out there and won it, shouldn't he? Because Man City are a better team than Chelsea. Mm. And that's what Arteta, he won't stop fucking around with it. It's like like when my, my mum... I just said Mum Mum. mum Mum. Anyone else? That your brain would have filtered out half of the mum mums in there. When my mum goes to the the uh, niece of the dentist, that was again wrong, goes to the hairdressers. <laughs> she goes there and she has it done, and then she spends the rest of the day getting it and pulling it like this, pulling at it, and then trimming it herself. You won't leave it alone. It looks good, it's working. Leave it the fuck alone. Stop <laughs> trying to reinvent your hairstyle, mother. It's not gonna work. The, everyone it, and that's what he's doing with the players. Stop doing stupid things to try and make himself look good or test it out. No, don't do that. Just start getting everyone playing in the right positions, get some confidence up, and then maybe when we're 4-0 up, then maybe try playing an attacking, full wing-back, inverted goalkeeper, whatever bullshit he's going to come up with. We have got a magnificent squad of players, and you think what George Graham, Arsene Wenger, a uh, push Bruce Riok could, could do maybe even Lundberg come in and do with those players if you play them properly and he doesn't want to do that because he's been influenced by that dickhead Pep who wants to change it and be clever and do this and do notice I didn't include Emery in there who played uh Terea as a 10 which is why Terea wanted to leave the club he's still not he's still having counseling over that it's <laughs> just so much fuckery going on we know everyone knows their best positions just stick with it just do it But he won't do it. And eventually, mark my words, Mikel, you're probably watching because I know you like the show, (laughs) Uh, this will be your downfall. You fluked the FA Cup, and once those people and fans are back in the stadium, you will get away with fuck all. This will be your downfall. You think you're too clever, young man. You're not. Sort your life out. And it will, Chris. It'll end in fucking tears. And if it wasn't for the fact that our owner doesn't really give a shit, He'd be gone by now. Because the way we were before we beat Chelsea on was it New Year's Day, Boxing Day, something like that, up yeah. until that point, that, that probably saved saved his job. Well, I say that it probably would have made no difference. But you've seen how bad we are, but you've seen how good we can be. And I and that's why I get so annoyed. If we're shit all the time, fair enough, we're shit all the time. most of the time before when George Graham took over and before that, we were shit. And I was happy with that. That's Arsenal. That's what you want. But when you've got quality, quality players and you're still shit and then the next week you beat Chelsea 3-1 and then you lose again and then you lose again, and you're looking at it and you're going, look, either be shit or be good because you should be being good and you're not. And that's the bit that gets me angry. I don't care losing, but I do get angry. You've let yourself down. You've let your teammates down. (laughs) It's a case of that.
0: We're we're not angry. We're just disappointed. Just disappointed. I'll go to you. Yeah, I mean, please 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 just fuck okay. it off <laughs> <laughs> you have arrived I'll, during the worst 30 seconds of my life and i really don't want to see you i watched that again yeah. the other
1: night excellent it never,
0: it never gets old does it what a no. film but i i do agree with you uh maybe there's a few bits maybe you're a bit harsh on but i oh, am yeah, t- very harsh you are but but hmm. fair and th- you this is the sort of content that you won't get on another podcast danny referring to uh, his mum's hair to compare to our tattoo. You don't get that on other podcasts, paid or otherwise. You just don't no, get that sort of analysis. No, definitely not. So yeah, but I, I agree with you. It is there is a bit of pepism about him and you know my 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 views on the bold fraud. So I do think that um <laughs> the trillion pound wonder. The trillion pound wonder. Who
1: is let's not forget a very good coach but he is just spotted virgin who's got fever twenty one and his dad's giving him his credit card and go, go wild son. Oh god yeah don't even mention that that toxic thing to me
0: but yeah I, I just i want it to work i do and i want i want Mikhail to to come out of his shell a bit i want us the, the biggest issue i i had really last season was it's a style it was just so dull so don't bad to watch lose.
1: it was like emery oh, yeah. oh mustn't lose oh on, you've got the most expensive forward front line in the history of the premier league mm. go out and use them exactly you've got Let all these wonderful the players team. going oh pass it back We'll play out from the keeper. We'll yeah. pass it around a little bit. We'll play one. No, don't. Our strongest, our best feature is attack. A go no. and attack. But there again, I must be um, uh, give him a little bit of credit. Nobody could have planned on a bum young having the worst season in his entire no, life. That's,
0: that's true, and and there was a lot of injuries that he had to deal with. And V VAR. Yeah, the party injury at Old Trafford knocked us sideways, didn't it, when we lost him for a few weeks. K&T Bring me back too soon
1: against Spurs. Yeah,
0: I mean, and again, that's a managerial decision that has to be questioned. But, yeah, mm. and, and all of this, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that Amazon are going to be uh, recording the whole bloody <laughs> season on film. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll probably deal with that oh. with another guest because I've got someone in mind to talk about that in more depth. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Only because he
1: might be on it. You might <laughs> see him in lurking in the background.
0: He might well be. But it, it is a bit of a... I do feel like it's a pretty big season because you touched on something there. The fans being back, that's going to have a big say because I think we have to remember that the Arsenal fan base on Twitter does not represent the majority of Arsenal fans. There's plenty, millions of Arsenal fans that are not on social media and, and the people that go and pay their money and cheer him on every week, they're the people that have more of a vocal voice than social media. But... That said, I think there's plenty of people who, if they're going to be paying a very large season ticket to go back to the Emirates and have been looking forward for eighteen months to getting back to normality and, and returning to pre COVID life once again, they're not going to pay thousands of pounds or you know, to, to Jeff Arsenal or anybody else for a executive seat to watch that kind of football. They're just not. And and, and they're going to make their voices known. Yeah. And 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 away, you know, away trips as well, away fans are, are not gonna put up with Ooh. those sort
1: of performances. Don't want so, to annoy those they will let you know immediately. Absolutely but if this if Arsenal at the moment was a football manager and you were the manager, I'd be quite happy not buying a single player. I think mm. we've got everything we need at the club. Playing Smith Row or Willock in the ten. I mean, you have got Saka. How on—he is probably the most exciting prospect I have, English prospect at an English team that I have seen. I don't know, maybe up until the time of, of, of geeks, someone who's going to be that good, playing that many international games. It's probably like once we do one of these, and I forgot about roadcast on the right-hand side, so ignore everything that <laughs> I say. But the absolute magnificence, in fact, whatever that word was, of, of Saka—you got to look at that and think, wow. If, if you can't do it with someone like that in the side, not, not just for his versatility, but all the stuff he can do, the, the amount of confidence that he must bring you, and his constant willingness to just do and run and go and do. And then you've got things from last season like Martinelli. Why weren't you playing Martinelli? Mm. He will look back at these years and go, when he's when he's about 60, he'll look back at this and go, I can't even, I can't. That Amazon series, I cannot watch it. What a dickhead I was. How did I have all that talent and still managed to go to get us avoid relegation on the last game of the season by a goal difference. How did I do that? And then, then replaced by Owen Coyle for the new season of, of all and nothing. <laughs> do you think of all the managers in the Premier League that have got squads half as good as Arsenal's, finishing a beating Arsenal, and they must look at Arteta and go, the the players you've got, the the, the riches, the, the the facilities you've got, and look what you've done with them. You only managed to get into the top half of the table with a handful of games of the season left to go. However many it was, just think. And they've got ben Teke up front, who only decides to have a half decent season with three games to go.
0: But that uh, said, and, uh, but that said, though the players do speak really highly of him. Now I'm always yeah, a he's manager. I was Are just going to say. A... say, I'm always a bit skeptical. Like Chirantini signed his new contract, and he said he was, you know, <laughs> uh, crucial to his his development and stuff like that. I don't deny that he probably was. But, you know, he's not signing a new contract with to, to Mikel Arteta. He's signing a new contract with Arsenal, isn't he? It's not It's not necessarily, like you say, these stories come out about managers when they've left. They, they don't come out very rarely Do they come out when they're... Unless it's Mourinho, of course, but that's a whole different kettle of fish. But typically that it's is. when the player has, has moved on or or has left. One other thing I wanted to ask you before we um, before we do wrap up was you you said about the 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 ownership and you know you're very much in the the cronky out sort of um side of things if you will what do you make of the fact that we are quite clearly spending a fair amount of money this this year because would it i mean is that purely because we borrowed quite a lot of money from the taxpayer um at a very low interest rate uh doing a spurs i think it's called but um we, we are shifting a fair amount of cash here. I mean, we, you know, the, the Ben White deal, tall and tense person, seems like it's going to happen for 50-odd million quid. Conga is coming in for about 20 million. We haven't shifted too many out the door yet. There's still a lot of links with, you know, players in the, the calibre of Moir or, you know, we were linked with Buendia. So, you know, they, they commanded big, big price tags, even sniffing around people like Renato Sanchez, which I think is just nuts because we're not going to get a player of that ability. But we are clearly splashing the cash here. Is is this the the Cronkies way of saying we're we're going to give this a proper go, or do you smell a rat and think that this is just money, just because we borrowed it, we're just trying to get it out of our books and rinsed as quickly as possible?
1: I think it's the third one that it's just people. Itk is making up nonsense. We're not going to sign. I don't think we're going to sign Ben White. I don't want Ben White. Is uh unless Even now oh. you don't
0: think that's going to happen. Because nice. I, I called bullshit on it straight away. I was like, yeah. this is quick bait, this is utter bollocks. Yeah. I have to admit I was wrong because it looks like it's gonna happen. So I, I will hold my hands up, but you still don't think it's gonna happen.
1: Well the only the only lingering possibility is what Josh said, because all these people that think they know oh Ben White, great centre back. Well no, he played when he did play centre back, he played in a three, Josh's words, and often he played in defensive midfield. So if you've got a defense much like uh Chambers can do, so yeah. according to Josh, and uh Josh will know. That uh, if we do get him, he'll probably play defensive midfield, or uh, or and or drop back into a back three, the um, three centre backs. But I can't see the point in paying that much money for someone like that. I, I don't think we're going to have this 250 million if you link all these players and all these possible things. I know we amortisation, which Mr. Fyfe um, beat into us, took me six years to understand it, where um, over the space of time you can wipe out uh, to to tax how much money a player's value has gone down over the years. Getting rid of the Bundesliga bosses in, in January has helped massively with us being able to um, spend money in, in the future like we did with Pepe that was spread over five seasons. Couldn't have done it all in one, but that's what they're probably doing with some of these deals. And so when you look at things like that, they, it could well be, but there's so many attention-seeking dickheads on Twitter who just go on and they think they know everything. Oh, we're getting this person, we're getting that. But I can't see us spending more than maybe 100 million at a push. Yeah. I, I know nothing. I'm just guessing. But I can't see us doing that 250 million. Two seasons ago, Pepe. Last season, party. This season, maybe one big signing. I think that's the way it's going to go. Plus a couple. We've got two vaginas. That um, and the Portuguese blokes, Mike and Gunasvier calls them. No, not Gunasvier. Gunas Goonies in America because he can't say two vaginas properly. And then uh, we have got that other bloke for Belgian one. He, he looks pretty decent, yeah. but again, yeah. they want to pay him we like. Out that
0: alone. alone. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't make it up, could you? So, yeah, we we'll bring them in and ship them straight out. It's just yeah. The gist of that's unconfirmed
1: stress, but yeah. To your question is I think a lot of it's bullshit and I don't think we've got that much money, even if they are trying to spread it out over a year or oh, a year, over three or four years. But yeah. there are so many I was watching a um a the athletic talk about the two people and they're talking about the the problems with the French league and with the money they got for the TV deal, and then it collapsed, and then Amazon and blah. There's so many clubs now that are knackered in France. We could, well, get 100 million, £200 million pounds worth of talent via various players moving to and from France. We get them from other places being released uh, and then doing something like that. So maybe using the value of players from a couple of years ago has dropped massively the amount of money you'd have to pay for players. Mm. But if that makes any kind of sense, whereas a player would cost £40 million a couple of years. Like if we would have got Pepe now, he wouldn't be costing us that much money. You're probably oh, getting no, for half the 25, 25
2: price, half the price,
1: because, because Leal have sold all their best players, mm. or in the process of selling them.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it is a bit of a weird one, and and with the the, the cronky debate, all will run and run. But I, I did, I wanted to bring it up because I have noticed a lot of Arsenal fans have gone. They, they, these people that were lighting flares and and having protests and all this, they've gone very very quiet. In recent weeks, as we've been linked with basically every single footballer ever known them
1: by making just getting people to make up stories. Every yeah. preseason it happens. People making a living off of the back of of just tweeting nonsense about players. If you want a, a decent breakdown on players to go that we might be linked with, go and watch Tom at the um mm. the, the Guna talk. He will yeah. he'll say, This is the player we're linked to, and this is why I don't think we're gonna get them.
2: Yeah.
1: And exactly. and so that's that's a good place to to keep an eye on on this stuff. Um, but the rest of the people, I just uh, if Collins says it, then it's a fact because he doesn't go John Cross on anything. No. But I can't no. see us spending a lot of money. I and mean, I, I'd like to be wrong. I'd like to go and spend an absolute fortune, But I also don't think we need to. We've got everything we need there.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see us shift a few more out. And I'd like to see us bring in a couple more younger players. And I do think that midfield area needs some work. I do think Partey needs a proper partner. And I do think we're still... Which could uh, be Torreira. Imagine
1: Torreira doing that if he if he stays, which is debatable now, isn't it?
0: I think the problem with Torreira is, is I, I think I don't think his heart's in England. I don't think he wants to be in England. And I think the, the personal stuff he's been through, I think we're sort of doing the, the nice thing and letting him go if we do, because he was a good player, but it just never quite worked, did it? It just never quite worked for him. And when he played the right position, it, it started well. Which he could but.
1: do if he played with party.
0: Yeah, that's probably a fair argument. I don't know whether that would be slightly too defensive. I personally would like to see... I would still like to see who some are. I mean, I know there's been a lot of uh, the aforementioned ITKs claiming that a deal's been struck today. Uh, spoiler alert, guys. That's bullshit. So, um, yeah, he, he's training with Lyon and has no intention of leaving unless told otherwise. That said, we know with Jean-Michel Olas and, and uh, Olympic Lyonnais Things can change very quickly in Lyon when money is being talked about. So if we were to firm up our interest in him, I still think we could get a player like that. And I think he gives you that nice blend of the ability to uh, to break the lines between defensive midfield and attacking midfield whilst complementing Parse to do the same. But if not, you know, let's have a look at what we've got in the club and, and work at it. The only other player I'd like to pick out, actually, from that friendly... The the lad at the centre back, I like the look of Harry Clark. I like the look of him. he, yeah, he was at Oldham last season, I think. Yeah, he he reminds me. I said this to Og the other night. He reminds me of a very young John Terry. Not necessarily. I'm not saying he will be in his class or indeed Shaggy's best mate's wife, but he all park in disabled spots. But he <laughs> um allegedly he just has that aura has that presence he looks like a footballer and uh, I, I think is he 18 19 he just looks like a player who do you remember when matthew upson first came into the yes into I the do. Squad and he just looked like a the that's the one so uh yeah harry clark is one i'd like to keep a close eye on and uh i think he's been given a first team squad number as well i think i saw him in the 35 so no that's martinelli's number it was certainly a first team squad number so um yeah it'd be interesting to see if he if he does go anywhere but one thing's for sure, we will of course have it covered. We're not um, really going to be doing too much on pre-season with ABW, really, are we? Because as you Creative. said at the, start of the show, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> we get sucked in, don't we? Every year we go hype, and then it just ends in tears. So I think really our, our regular shows are going to get back to to just that regularity when the season gets underway, or maybe the week before the season, we'll do a preview. But until then, we're just going to kind of do these little mini pods and, and a few specials in between. Uh, you've got a few. You've got a few books, haven't you? come up to speak to a few people
1: about. Yeah, Darren Berry's book, uh, Diary of a Season. I don't do reading. If he did an audio version, I'd listen to it. So okay. hopefully, I'm, I'm going to see if I can tap up one of our lot to to go and interview him. Uh, but I don't know who wants to do it yet. I've not really asked. Um, we're just only just getting things into sorting out who's going to do what. Then we've got the ABW meets. Uh, The only one I have confirmed is with the Not Another Arsenal podcast. I'd like to get the uh, the Bruce Banana boys on. I think I asked them a few months ago and they said yes. And then the other one is I'd like to do same old Arsenal USA. They're an interesting one. And maybe get Paul and Clive and uh, Elliot on and then um, Paul can accept his prize for uh, ABW Guest of the Year, his virtual um, prize that he's going to be given. He said, "You will have to do that, but whether we can get the rest of them on, that'd be nice." ABW meets um, what are they called yeah. Arsenal Vision. Arsenal Vision, yes, indeed, yeah. That'd be interesting to try and do that. So, if there's anyone that you'd like us to do a, a meets with, and uh, just put in the comments below, and I will ignore them all.
0: Naturally, <laughs> yeah.
1: yes, yeah. Actually, I saw you in the comments before, didn't you? I was, you were...
0: yeah. I, I, just, I just complimented myself. That was all. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I just said what a fine group of personalities on a podcast.
1: Yeah, there was Loki yeah. was in there having a chat, and so was Ray Anderson. Yeah. And there was a few others as well.
0: Um, all the o, all the OGs of the scene still on the still on the block. Um, yeah, it's yeah, nice. Still. It's nice
1: from people because I always go and read them, all and I always reply either from the podcast account or my account, and then I yeah, pin like my favourite one. I think I pinned yours,
0: <laughs> as you bloody well should, you know, quite frankly. Yeah, but I
1: felt obliged.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll continue to upload these to YouTube next season, of course. I think we're going to carry on with the Twitch experiment as well, aren't we? We're going to try and see if we can build that audience a little bit more, as well as
1: as Not for these. Go. Not for these shows. We might do individual Twitch stuff, but mm. we um, this thing, we have to pay about £180 a year for StreamYard. So that means we don't have their logo in the top corner. We can put up all the graphics and stuff, and then we can stream to three places at once. But that runs out uh, in, a, in about a week, and so we'll only be able to do stream to one place, which will be YouTube. But I do know how to use OBS, so we can still do stuff. Or just stream to Twitch on its own from this. But if we do do Twitch stuff, then it will be... I don't know what it will be maybe answer's mucking around playing some games some-
0: Going to do some gaming, aren't we? I think the idea is to get some ABW gaming in at some point as well and do a few did,
1: bits and bobs. And that. I did think of going and getting Football Manager 2004 5 and oh. seeing if I can do a better job after the Invincibles than Renga did and then just play that and do that on Twitch and then maybe upload the Twitch to YouTube or I don't know, I, all these I kind would, of things.
0: I would watch that. I'm not going to lie. I would watch that. that. That sounds like a fantastic idea.
2: Uh, and I know that
0: the, the ABW FIFA pros team, uh, Stefan and Ellis and Josh, and I think they're keen to do a few bits and bobs on Twitch next year, so as with everything that we say in this, it all just depends on work and scheduling and all that jazz, and most importantly of all, it depends how shit Arsenal are, because if they're shit again, you know, we just don't really feel like it, so
2: Arsenal, this is on you,
0: you know, this is on you to, to make it to make Arsenal fa- Arsenal fans happy again so I guess we'll see uh, in terms of this show though these mini pods as I say I think we are going to go within conversation with." it sounds less formal than an audience with but uh yeah ABW in conversation with we've got a few more lined up I can exclusively reveal uh that you mentioned uh, all three of them throughout this show tonight that we've got booked in already so uh we've got uh, Jeff uh, Canadian Jeff or OG as you may know him uh, me and him have had a chat this afternoon and we're going to put together something probably next week. So that'll be me and Jeff. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing Simon Collings, uh, the the world's greatest journalist, Fact, uh, and not a virgin, unlike John Cross. So we'll be interviewing Simon uh, on the uh, on the podcast, uh, or I will be anyway, in the coming days. And uh, last but not least, I'll be having a chat with Tom, uh, Tom of Goonah Talk, Tom Canton, who you may remember from being on our shows a couple of years ago and uh, has his own show now, as Danny mentioned, The Gooner Talk, which I believe is available daily. I think Tom does daily upload.
1: So, uh, Many times daily. They, He is one busy, busy boy.
0: He is. I caught one of his morning streams the other day and uh, dropped into his chat. So, yeah, he's a, he's a popular man and he's a busy guy, so he's going to come on and share a few of his thoughts on pre-season and, uh, and, and give us a little bit of a lowdown as to how he grew his channel. So three really good personalities to catch up with. Those of you that don't know as well, Simon is... Uh, very close to the Arsenal camp in terms of his uh, his journalistic talent. So he gets quite a lot of um, information, uh, legit information, I should stress, not just ITK clickbait crap. Uh, Simon very much knows his stuff. So um, who knows what he might be able to reveal to us when we chat. So there's those to look forward to. Uh, but that's it for the, uh, the very first uh, ABW In Conversation With. Uh, my thanks to you, Danny, for coming on. This was all very hastily arranged, but you know you're, you're you're the kingpin we had to get you on so thank you for your kind time and various
1: ramblings uh thank you very much for asking me uh, it is the modern thing with youtube where you have to have a thumbnail so we need to think of a thumbnail where we can do it now i think of they're doing something like that you could both do that
0: both of us oh, it's a bit dark in here i don't know if i can uh well you do that and i'll do that
1: There you go. That's what we use because I've been messing around with our YouTube thumbnails. So we're going to use that and put something over the top of it.
0: And anyone listening to this in audio won't have seen the Sorry. movie
1: magic that we just created there. It's a fantastic
0: thing. So if you didn't get to hear, if you didn't get to see that, and you only heard this, then get to YouTube and look at this wonderful thumbnail that Danny and I have just improvised. <laughs> but uh, yes, we will be uploading these to YouTube and all the various places. Uh, do all that good stuff if you haven't already. Do hit subscribe. Do click the bell for notifications as to when we upload and go live. Uh, give us a follow flick us in places and, and press buttons and do all of that do all of it and and if you really fancy making us feel really cute and cuddly and special you can uh, review us on various platforms as well which uh, i believe the kids say helps the algorithm i don't know what that means danny does so do all that good stuff we appreciate it very much leave us a comment if you enjoyed this uh, this particular show um and uh, and i kind of a little bit ad hoc show if you like if you did enjoy this let us know and as i say you've got at least three more to look forward to and if they go down really well this might continue so let us know but uh, danny i think that's it for tonight so thanks again and uh, thank you listeners for tuning in uh, my name is chris i have been the host for this evening danny has been here of course and we will speak to you very soon in the coming days
2: um 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 the 110 percent 110 percent 110 percent, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. Um, 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 sure. um, um, yeah. um, uh, 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 um, uh, um, As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.